Welcome to the Korea Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Chung Min Kim, the Editorial Director of Korea Pro. And I'm John Lee, the Editor of Korea Pro. Join us for a weekly 15-minute conversation as we dive into the most pressing stories shaping South Korea and dissect the most complicated ones for you. From politics to culture, technology to society, we've got you covered. So stay ahead of the curve and never be sidelined again. So get ready for a fresh perspective on South Korea's news. This is the Korea Pro Podcast. We are recording January 25th, Thursday, 2.45 p.m., and we had multiple requests from our readers to talk about this particular issue, which was too complicated for many people to understand or keep track of, which is the First Lady's luxury handbag and the former Justice Minister and now Interim Party Leader for the Conservative Party Han Dong-un issue. Even the title's long. It's a very long title. But as far as the news goes, it doesn't really cover all the basics for our readers and listeners to know about. So right now, what the news media is covering is that there is an unexpected rift between the president and the interim party leader. And this is actually goes way back to sometime last year when uh, the first lady received a $2,200 Dior purse. Mm. Now, for those of us, for those of our readers and listeners who are not yet fully caught up with the news or are just confused by all the disparate pieces of information that they're getting, could you run down the details really quickly? Well, I promise we will do this under 15 minutes, but let me try five minutes, actually, because... Fantastic. Yes. Uh, well, let's start with what happened last year. Uh, there is a pa- pastor named Choi Jae-young. He is a pro-engagement U.S. national, and he is a Korean-American figure, so he's technically not Korean. Um, he did missionary work visiting North Korea many times, and Choi apparently have been messaging back and forth with the First Lady Kim Gun-yi for policy advices related to North Korea. And now I'm going to stop you right there for a quick second. You said that he's pro-engagement, but Yoon is anything but pro-engagement. Why did he give the First Lady that uh, purse? Well, he was explaining that he wanted to give advice about the North Korea policy that he thought was concerning. So apparently he was texting the First Lady about that. But he did go to presidential banquets a few times. It seems like he was already close with the First Lady. But uh, fast forward to when he was giving the purse, according to the Voice of Seoul report, which is a left-wing outlet who worked with the pastor, he made the pastor wear a watch with a hidden camera in it and Che says that he wanted to see if Kim will receive the gifts from what is very easily considered suspicious. Well, with friends like that. Like himself. Um, And he recorded it, uh, and it shows that the First Lady is receiving first Chanel cosmetic set, which was around 1.7 million won. And secondly, the important one, Dior bag, 3 million won. Which is about uh, $2,200. She said, no, no, please don't. Uh, bring anything that's expensive again, but apparently she did not directly reject them. No, so no, I don't want it, but I'll so take it So that's what happened last year, uh, and I sort of brushed it off at the time, not thinking that this will become such a big issue. Now it's a Dior gate, but now it's a big issue, apparently because the presidential office was very... Um, uh, strict about how to frame this. They were saying that this is a left wing's uh, conspiracy that they planned and that the First Lady is the victim. Well, it kind of sounds like it was planned because he apparently gave this gift to sort of entrap the First Lady. But right, It was an entrapment. It also, I'm, I, I will mention, it was a cheap shot. And it's, you know, ethically, journalism ethics, it's questionable, but it's irrelevant to the fact that she actually did receive it, right? But the sure. presidential office has been uh, focusing on how 
how this was an entrapment. And then it became a very tricky issue for the ruling party. And why is this becoming a tricky issue? Why not just return the handbag or just apologize for it? Why is this snowballing into the issue that it is? Well, first of all, it sounds like the president really, really does not want to go anywhere close making the first lady do anything really uncomfortable like apologies. But more like this is the nearing election season and the conservative lawmakers really don't want to cross Yoon at the time. And some of the pro-Yoon lawmakers have been saying the logic is that because it was a gift to a first lady, it belongs to the state property. So if you give it back, it will be embezzlement. Now here I was thinking that Will Smith was overprotective of his wife. (laughs) So that's the whole purse situation. Mm. But What's the situation with Han Dong-un? How is he being brought into How this How did mix? he get involved with this? Yeah. This was also, I'm just going to say, it's really stupid. It's just too stupid. He has been saying this generic thing that apology or not, uh, the government should be considering how the citizens are seeing it. Match the expectations. Right, right. It was a pretty generic thing to say. And there were already public opinion polls showing that almost 70% said that there needs to be an apology. And then um, there was another whole issue about Han Dong-un saying that he wants to uh, give the strategic seat about Mapo 2nd District to Kim Kyung-yul, which is a lawmaker who has been saying that the first lady should apologize. And this became a trigger to really cross the presidential office. He also did compare the first lady to Marie Antoinette. So I'm pretty sure that might have ruffled a few feathers. All right. If I were Kim Gunny listening to that, I wouldn't have been happy. But it exploded over the weekend. That's why we are talking about it right now. The Yi Guansup, the chief of staff, apparently, according to Channel A exclusive, which was confirmed later, he met Han Dong-un and said he was sub It's difficult to translate. Upset. Upset. Disappointed. Disappointed with Han for the Kim Gyeong-yul lawmaker giving the seat to him sort of issue when he was going against the first lady. But this is such a bad optic, right? How else do we put it? Han Dong-un has been in charge for less than a month now. I was saying like even class presidents for elementary school, they will last longer. But then a day later, it was interesting how uh, Han Dong-un said that he is rejecting the request to step down from Iguans of the chief of staff. And which is why some people are saying that Han is pursuing his own personal politics mm. because his poll numbers are going up and he might have ambitions to run for president someday. And also he needs the centrist voters for the parliamentary elections and apparently it looks like the presidential office uh, is nowhere near wanting to you know, win the election looking at their current strategy. But anyways, there were also conspiracy theories about how it was all planned, but that's conspiracy. Exactly. Uh, but, but, but people for a day thought that maybe Yun and Han will do this all-out war sort of thing. But a day later, they met again. They met again. There was a fire in a market, and so they decided to get together. And apparently, they did not plan to go together, but they happened to be there coincidentally. Mm. And the president and Han had a, a brief chat and trying to smooth things over. But After a very courteous bow. Sure, but did they really smooth things over? I don't know. Well, that's the thing, right? Looking at the reports, it sounded like Yoon said that he invited Han to his personal train to go back to Seoul with him, and the media was interpreting this as a makeup. Sure, they're, they're kissing and making up, but the point is, underlying issues have not changed. No, and that's the remaining problem, right? Because... Even right now, a lot of PPP lawmakers are saying that there needs to be an apology, including defector lawmaker Tae Young-ho and Kim Kyung-yul, the, the lawmaker, and also the public opinion poll stays. And also, it includes the issue now of the political party politics intervention by the presidential office, not the president himself, maybe, but chief of staff. He's also new. Sure. So the people who's running for the election from the People Power Party sites become very, very tricky. And now Han cannot escape the image of a loyalist to you. 
soon, which the centrists are against. Exactly. So, what happens next? Well, what can we expect、uh, for Han and Yoon and the First Lady going forward? Well, if I were Han, I would go for a political strategy to try not to look like too much of a loyalist because his approval rate actually went up last week. Well, that's because you are smart. But what would Han do? Well, I doubt that Han will actually go that way right away because it looked like he was tiptoeing around a lot. But he is probably mindful of the poll numbers this week. For next week, I'm hearing that Yoon might do a KBS interview, maybe addressing this issue.、Mm. But I'm pretty sure they will go for the Kim Gunnie's victim sort of angle. I said five minutes, but that wasn't five minutes. We tried. We tried, and let's move on to the next topic. All right. Cost sharing and Trump issue looming. All right,、uh, Trump just won the primaries in New Hampshire, so、mm. he's、uh, solidified his、uh, front runner status. It's going to be Biden versus Trump all over again.、Mm. And of course, SMA, the cost sharing measures. That was a huge deal when Trump was in office at the time. He wanted to raise it by five times.、Um, And you know, just talking about the、uh, primaries, Haley, her rate was going. Up quickly, but she still. Well, let's、lost. face it. Nikki Haley's、uh, poll numbers might go up a little bit, but this is Trump's party.、Uh, mm. He is going to be the front runner, and I'm going to bet that he will be the Republican nominee.、Mm. And that's what everyone else is thinking, apparently, because of these SMA negotiations. What are you betting? I'm betting that he will win, and I'm going to keep it there because I am suddenly very scared of your tone. <laughs> okay. Anyways, the reason why we bring this U.S. domestic politics issue up is because there has been exclusives that South Korea and the U.S. behind the doors agreed to speed up with the next round of negotiation for the cost-sharing deal、mm-hmm. because it lasts around four years, and they don't want to let Trump. Do it exactly.、Um, you just mentioned reportedly that no one's saying the word Trump,、mm. but everyone is assuming that Trump is the reason for this、mm. because, like you just said, Trump tried to get South Korea to pay five times more than、NATO. what South Korea was paying for,、mm. saying that South Koreans are not very grateful and we should pull off all our troops if they don't pay more. So yeah, that, that, there was a lot of that going <laughs> that's on. That's a good impression. I try. Thank you.、Uh, but but because of that, yeah, well, that's what everyone's thinking, but、mm. no one's actually saying. The word Trump. At least,、mm. no one in the U.S. or in the South Korean government. No, but apparently, looking at this exclusive, which is not any, not, not just an exclusive anymore. A lot of media are reporting on it right now. It looks like Trump is in the back of a lot of people's mind right now in the government. And yeah, they better be. Better be, but. The question is: Is the South Korean government truly prepared for a, a return of Trump's presidency?、Mm. What is South Korea doing besides these SMA negotiations? Because this seems to be something that Washington and Seoul are coordinating,、mm. but. Seoul needs to really consider a lot of things of what might happen if Trump comes back. Yoon has、uh, hitched his wagon on IPEF.、Mm-hmm. He's also hitched his wagon on the Washington Declaration, Nuclear Consultative Group. Sure, the NCG. But will Trump honor any of that? And if he doesn't, Camp David summit, the Camp the David summit, and the documents and the real time sharing, and whether or not the Japanese Prime Minister Kishida will still be in office by the time that Trump returns. Japanese domestic politics and other news, but it's also faltering right now.、Sure. Sure. So things are really fragile, but I don't really see a lot of activities or movement within the presidential office to try to mitigate. They will probably, but、well, I hope they're doing something quietly. I hope if they're listening,、um, and also please do something. <laughs> but also, I have a question.、Um, people assume that Trump's negotiation of the SMA would be. So 
so much worse than what we have right now. But I think that's an assumption. Uh, Biden administration is not exactly just an only benign alliance, oh, yeah, sure. right? Um, would it be really necessarily better than Trump doing the cost-sharing negotiation? Well, we have to uh, try to be a bit more nuanced with the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the economic policy was not really all that different from Trump's. In fact, it was more effective than Trump's. And more like structural implementation of what Trump started in the trade isolationism, really. Exactly. Their economic policies are very similar. There's mm. no question about that. But their foreign policy is mm. quite different. The way they approach alliance uh, issues is, has been quite different. Mm. Sure, Biden has uh, put up the, in, um, the Inflation Reduction Act, the CHIPS Act, and that's caused South Korea a lot of headaches. But when mm. it comes to the Washington Declaration, the Nuclear Consultative Group, these are issues that the U.S. and South Korea have stuck to their traditional positions. Right. Trump might not. Also, there has been a lot of things that U.S. last year uh, promised, newly promised, more constant deployment of their strategic assets. You're going to pay for all of that? Yeah, Trump is going to probably going to say that. Um, And, you know, let's keep an eye on it. All right. Sounds good. Unlock the full Korea Pro experience by joining our community. Stay informed, stay ahead, and never miss a beat on Korean affairs that matter. Subscribe today and transform the way you understand Korea. Week ahead. All right. So, Tongmin, what's going on in the next week? Next week, I really hope that Yoon does something with the media because it, this year, again, I don't think he's going to do a New Year's uh, press conference, unfortunately. But I, hearing that he will maybe do an interview with a broadcaster, I hope he addresses the... I really press- miss the doorstepping that he used to do in his yeah, early days. I really days. liked it, mm-hmm. actually. It was really nice. Yeah, but they got rid of it, unfortunately. Domestic politics. Uh, Lee Jun-suk, the former PPP leader and now the new Reform Party. We need to come up with the better names here, but NRP, I guess. Their party names are so boring. Mm-mm. And he is trying to look for alliances, including Yang Hyung-jao, one of the uh, lawmakers that recently um, joined Lee Jun-suk's party. Um, and apparently Lee Jun-suk wants Yoo Seung-min as well. Yeah, uh, Yoo Seung-min, has, he is not the most popular man in the ruling party. No. He's always been the black sheep. So, But, but will they actually join? Many of the centrists, actually. With many of the centrists, but will they actually join? I mean, Lee Jun-suk has always called him his mentor, but right. how much would that actually translate to actual policy agreements? And also, Lee Jun-suk was really shy about it, saying that our party's not really ready to have this amazing man to our party, so we will let you know when things are ready, he well, said. Lee Jun-suk is not exactly a humble person. No. The, the fact that he said that is, he's saying that because he's really not sure that Lee Jun-min would actually join. Yeah. So he's hedging his bets. I know. Aside from domestic politics, there is not much diplomatic news slated for next week, but in legal issues. Uh, one thing that will be very interesting would be the fate of What is it? Again, going with those boring names. It's the Serious Accident Prevention Act. Now, this act has already been in place for uh, quite a few years now. I want to say maybe two years, if I'm not mistaken. But the law that has been in the books for the past two years has only applied to businesses with 50 or more employees. Mm. Now, the law is going to apply to all businesses, including those who have 50 or fewer employees. And a lot of these small businesses have been complaining that they're not prepared for this law, that that adhering to this law would cost a lot of money. Mm. And 
right now the president and the ruling party and the administration, they are all saying we should delay this law from being passed, but it's election season. And so the Democratic Party is not playing ball. No. There's no way. And we might see the fate of this law as soon as today, the recording date Thursday. So when we publish this on Friday, maybe you already know what happened. Yep, most likely. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to know more, sign up for our daily executive briefings. We brief you on all you need to know from the past 24 hours and why they matter every morning in your inboxes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for your weekly dose of insight. And until next time, I'm Jungmin Kim. And I'm John Lee. Stay connected, stay informed, and we'll see you next time on the Great Pro Podcast.